What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to The A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I am Justin here with Meals. And yes, we are the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. And we are awesome. Episode 199, Meals. For the 199th time. Yes. Tune in for the 99. <laughs> and the 200. <laughs> the 99 and the motherfucking 200. Oh, my uh, God. We, let's, let's get this thing rolling, bro. This is, is going to be a fun show. It's going to be a breezy show as well. <laughs> yeah, we got a, we got a lot. <laughs> we got a lot to get into. Um, but before we get into everything, next week is our 200th episode. Um, and I want to I want to get all of the, the whole schedule out the way. Uh, Mills, you, you come up with a fantastic schedule for this. Do you want to run everyone through it really quick? Absolutely. So, boom, it's 200 week on the A show next week, celebrating our 200th episode. We'll be celebrating for pretty much the entire week. Um, so Monday, what we're going to start as, and this is going to be something for the people who listen everywhere. This is going to be for the people who listen on our main feed. Um, the people who have been listening to us for these 200th episodes. Next Monday will be the world premiere of an episode of Invasion Diaries on the main feed. The yes. SummerSlam 2001 episode with Justin and myself will be on the main feed. And listen, if you want to hear the rest of them, which you absolutely should, you need to go over to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the show RNC and listen to the rest of them because you can binge the entire season of Invasion Diaries right now. But next Monday, you will get a taste, listeners, of the Invasion Diaries SummerSlam 2001. And I guarantee you, it will make you, if you haven't already, sign up for the Patreon to go listen to the rest because they are fun episodes. Tuesday, again, if you are a patron, shout out to you. You will get an early episode of the A show and we're hopefully plans don't fall through. Hopefully plans. <laughs> We've got some stuff planned for the A show 200. So just want to make sure we got that stuff planned. So hopefully it doesn't fall through, but the A show 200 will be going up early for the patrons. So make sure you subscribe to that. And then Wednesday, of course, we'll have it for everybody else. And then we'll also be doing a patron giveaway on Wednesday. We'll be giving away some stuff for, you yep. know, dealing with us for 200 episodes through every thick and thin various forms of sound quality from telephones to google voice to everywhere of the thing we're gonna give away some stuff so that should be fun and then thursday this is my this is my favorite part this is my favorite part of the week you guys love hot takes right of course you do we are going to do hot takes live Woo! that is right we're going to be doing hot takes live. The Twitter spaces will be booming on Thursday. Um, exact time. We'll get back to you. But the Twitter spaces will be booming on Thursday because we will be doing hot takes live. That means we will be taking hot takes live. Uh, if anyone wants to put theirs in beforehand, we'll be taking that too. We'll be reading them. We'll be going over them. Bring all your hot takes about NXT. Bring all your hot takes about AEW. Bring all your hot takes about WWE. This is leading into SummerSlam. So make sure you got everything nice and spicy because they all types of CM Punks and Becky Lynch's are scheduled to show up at whatever fucking show they're supposed to show up. So make sure you want to do that on Thursday. And then Friday... The A-list first round will begin. That's yes. Right. The A-list. A thing we've been planning for quite some time. We'll have more details for the people who are in the know as they need to know this. But the A-list first round 
will begin. I'm holding myself towards it. I already set it on it. So that means I have to do it. Um, but we've had so many things busy. I mean, with Invasion Diaries, Legendary Run, all these other shows that we've been pumping out for the past couple of weeks. But we have not forgot about the A-list. So the A-list will begin this Friday. And yeah, uh, obviously. Next, well, next Friday. Next Friday. And obviously, of course, anyone who's joined the Patreon, please make sure you binge the first season of Legendary Run, Kenny Omega, 2016, with myself and Cyrus. There's a teaser in the third episode of what the next season is going to be. I got to say, it's going to be very animalistic, the second mm. season, <laughs> if, if, that's any, uh, if that's any clue. We will not be walking alone on this route. <laughs> and we also have a really cool um, rewatch of SummerSlam 2011 with myself and Meals, where we review CM Punk versus John Cena part two uh in, in their series of matches uh that they summer just uploaded that on youtube like two days ago by the way our influence our, our influence i know uh but and before we we really tap into it we, we have to say thank you to a new patron on our patreon uh katherine haggerty thank you so much for joining the patreon uh really appreciate that like you know it, it anytime someone joins i'm like wow you guys really really fuck with us so um it, it's just fantastic that you that you guys like like really really like mess with us like this like it, it's it's crazy we absolutely appreciate it and you know we hope by the time it's next week we hope you'll have some more shout outs to give but you know we got some more show to talk about let's talk absolutely. about it absolutely but let's get into no holds barred um obviously we're going to talk about uh the nxt releases on friday during smackdown uh i guess they thought niggas wouldn't be watching uh, so let's get to the names. <laughs> we were watching SmackDown uh, and enjoying myself. I'm on the timeline. I'm having a great time. And then I see people, I saw Bronson Reed get released. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then Mercedes, yeah. and then everyone. Well, let, me name, let, me name them, let me name them. Let me name them. Go let ahead. me name yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go down to this. Uh, so these names, uh, Bronson Reed, Tyler Rust, Bobby Fish, Leon Ruff, Mercedes Martinez, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Asher Hale, Zachariah Smith, Giant Zangier, Kona Reeves, Desmond Troy, and referee Steven Smith. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. NXT, NXT had roughly been kind of like had avoided this. Like I, I, they had avoided this kind of like this wave of releases in the first one. Everyone was like, no one from NXT, and then it was weird. And I no usually from- think it's yeah. It's usually like, for instance, like I say this because a lot of these people were featured on television. Usually it's the people who can't make it to television, i.e. Breaking Ground or whatever the hell, Canyon Seaman or whatever his name was, would start coming in and like laying down the hammer and it's like, you're not going to make it, kid. Um, but a lot of these people were featured on television. I mean, they were, some of these people were, had some sort of direction. It may not have been the best direction, but they had some sort of direction in what they were Ooh. doing. A lot of these people weren't. I would say like, um, the only... So I'm using direction in terms of a light term. I'm not using direction as like, and they were going to be North American champion, um, T, you know, world champion. But Bronson, I mean, Bronson Reed was North American champion, but Tyler Rust was in Diamond Mind. Bobby Fish was doing his Frankie Got Kazarian beat. act. I beat. I beat. <laughs> um, Leon Ruff, I mean, he was former five. North American champion. Um, two Mercedes- was on two or five. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Mercedes Martinez. I'm assuming Rick still, <laughs> she woke up and she was released. Um, Jake Atlas, I can't, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a fan. They were, <laughs> like, they were a tag team. They were a tag team. Him and, uh, um, him and who? 
Mercedes. They had a tag team. They were in a tag team match together like a month ago, two months ago. Jake Atlas? Yeah, Jake Atlas and Mercedes, yeah. Where? You don't watch the product. Keep going. I don't watch 205 Live, no. I don't watch No, it wasn't 205. It was NXT. It was on NXT? Yeah, they faced TN Shaw. Mm-hmm. And who? <laughs> huh? I was they there. I was... Okay, all right. I was there, but I can't remember this for the life of me. I promise you I watched it. Um, but a lot of, I mean, uh, some of the other people, Kona Reeves is... He was, he's been off TV for like a year and a half, two years. Yeah, he was, God bless him, but it was. As soon um, as, as soon as they hit the, the USA Network, he was never seen again. He was never, <laughs> never again, to be honest with you. And a lot of, the, to be honest with you, his gimmick kind of ran off into the Velveteen Dream kind of world thing, kind of. It was, it was very, I wouldn't say close, but it was very like similar, congruent even. So. I think they were just kind of like figuring out where he wants to go. Um, but then he got injured and then he, the direction he went was off television for a long ass time. Um, any of these, any of these stand out, any of these surprise you, any of these caught your eye or tug yeah. into emotional. Yeah. Know? I mean, Bronson was, was one that, that was kind of like honk because he, he seemed to be primed and ready to be called up. But I did, I did raise a red flag when Carrion, out of the two of the of them that got the main event gig, Carrion went up, and Bronson didn't, and then Bronson got beat by Cole, mm. and Bronson didn't go either. So you think that WWE I don't know. main event that main event show was like Vince McMahon just being like one of them? <laughs> I mean, I I guess uh, Tyler Russ obviously was in Diamond Mind. He he. He honestly never left the. He never stood out to me. Uh, he, never, he never left the. Uh, I I was willing to let him rock. Let me let me just be clear. I was willing to let him <laughs> rock for the first, but then he disappeared, and then he came back in Diamond Mind, and then he had like a match with like Bobby Fish, and I was just like, it was it was really bad, and I was like, I maybe he needs a little, a little bit more seasoning. Uh then I saw how old he was. I was like, oh shit, he don't need no more seasoning. Bobby Fish. Speaking of seasoning. <laughs> Bobby Fish is like Bobby Fish is honestly like he he's hanging on a thread. To be honest with you, I I didn't know what a singles run for him looked like at NXT. Leon Ruff kind of de-emphasized after the swerve after swerve took all of his all of his mojo. Mercedes has had like a tenuous relationship at best since she's been there. She was in she was in Retribution. And she said right. no, nah, it's not for me. And then she came back. Uh, Jake Atlas just never really seemed to find any footing. Ari Sterling, Asher Hale, 205 guys, Sakurai Smith. Like, I, the rest of these guys are just not on TV at all. Yeah. So I'm I mean, surprised 205 Live is still a television show, to be honest with you. I'm very surprised. There are no more 205s. Everyone else got called up. So the, these releases, obviously, there were a lot. It's causing people to, to kind of say that, like, hey, NXT's done. It's over with. I'm like, th- these aren't even people that are in the championship picture. And Bronson was on probably on his way out. So I get the concern, I get the the worry, I get the the frustration and anger absolutely. Yeah. But um the fact that this didn't cross over in, even into their lower card and like just people that just lose weekly on the show. I mean, you st- like you still have like obviously like they're doing they're they're cleaning up NXT. There were a lot of people and and they I mean they didn't even really touch any of the women. You know what I mean? Like there's and there's a bunch of women there. But you know, when you get to the the brass tacks of what's on their TV every week, it's no one that's on their TV every week. 
just isn't. I want to, I want to definitely point out to the tweet of like, this isn't a business decision. <laughs> like, yeah, they're making there. There's so much in terms of kind of. I don't even want to use the word discourse anymore, but there was so much conversation in terms of what actually these releases kind of meant and blah, blah, blah. But I was, it's like, and people essentially saying this isn't a business decision, but I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yo, but what, so what the hell was it? Like, I, I'm, I'm confused in terms of like what this releases could actually be. Yeah. If it's, if it's not business, if it's not like, is it Vince? What, what is it? No one can answer that question. No, no one answered you. Nobody answered you when you like, asked that question. I, I was so clear. confused. Let me be clear about the discourse behind this. It's so shitty that this happened. It really is. It's really shitty that these people lost their jobs. What happens is there's a bunch of doom scrolling and, and sky is falling and really kind of like virtue signaling really like like there there's a lot of fear mongering that happens after this where i think people get so really emotionally wrapped up in this and it's like yo i agree i agree and and, and it it makes people yeah and, and it makes people who like there's there is you can go outside like you can get off twitter you can go outside and and you can you can be fine because absolutely this isn't this isn't the end of, of wrestling. Okay. Like it, it just isn't. And I think that people were trying to say that it will NXT's finished. NXT's done. The, the state of NXT triple H is a failure. I'm like, those are things that them people got to worry about. Not us on the internet. We just talk about this shit. Absolutely. So I, I feel I, like just in general, all of that kind of like, I'm hearing all of this and people are afraid for their jobs and all this other stuff like that. And these business decisions, it's a lot of fear mongering. I agree. But these are things that definitely happen within a business. And if it happened to me, I would be mad as well. But these are things that actually happen. Like these are things that are out of your control. And for people to kind of dwell on it, it makes it for a very toxic kind of discourse and environment itself. I think just the fact that like, Unfortunately, releases happen. And you, for one, you can understand that it's a business decision and you can still be mad about it as well. You can be mad that you can have feelings about it. You don't, it doesn't have to be one way or another that this is some secret or concocted thing that people are doing to people just because they want to make money, blah, 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 da, 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 and stuff like that, even though that is still they a business. They're making money off you. They're making money off you every week. Right. <laughs> Because you're a signed entity to WWE, by the way. You're not like your talent. You're... I've had this discussion plenty of times in terms of what it actually is. But I think these these people, these 13, 14 people that released, I think they in their minds, I think they will get over it. And if they can get over it, we should be able to get over it. Yeah. If you're more, the, the best you can do is send well wishes. And Bronson Reed said it best. Like, I'm glad he said, yeah, I'm frustrated. Yeah, I'm upset about it, but I'm still going to be the best. That's that's where the conversation ends. If he good, right. get, get you can choose whether to watch the show anymore or not. You're still probably going to watch. But at the end of the day, like, a lot of these people were not... I mean, who... I'm going to be honest. Who was the biggest Asher, Asher Hale fan <laughs> that was really upset about this on Friday? I don't know. I don't know. 
niggas named Asher. I don't know about. <laughs> it, was a, it was a big, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on. Like, this, this, sure this, ta- don't get me wrong. We're, we're sure they're all talented and they have stuff to contribute. But it's, at the same time, it's like in terms of WWE, we talk about this priority list and the priorities that they have and what they want to focus on, et cetera, like that. Like it was it was hard. So they decided to like, listen, we're releasing these people and hopefully you can make your way into a situation that's absolutely better for you. And if it's AEW and they find out, you know, you signed AEW and you're a major part of that show, then you did the be- that was the best thing that ever happened towards you. If it's anywhere else around the world and you become in a better place and you main eventing these shows, I can see Bronson Reed main eventing any damn show around the world at this point. Um, just because how talented he is and how we showcase that every time he was on television and how the people are reacting to this, I think he'll be better off in the future. Um, if, if The fact that he wasn't on TV to me, it's kind of like, whoa, I did not expect that to see that coming. Um, but it happened. And... It's unfortunate, but it's like, it's not something I can dwell on. I can only wish him the best. I can yeah. only push forward and as they will push forward, because I'm sure you look at it, Leon, I'm sure Leon Ruff is tight for like the first 24 hours. And then he was like, yo, I'm gonna hop on my skateboard and enjoy the thing, enjoy the afternoon with my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's so much other things that we can, the, 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 the discourse is getting bad and it's continuing getting bad. This is, yes, this is the worst. This is the worst two weeks to even be a part of the community on social media. And people get released, but here's the thing: no one was questioning everything when it was like, "Oh my God, they're hiring so many people. How can they keep up with business like that?" You know what I'm saying? Everything was all hunky dory when everyone was, you know, laughing it up. At some point, it's something had to change. Something had to shift. The same thing will happen to AEW. They can hire everybody that they wanted. We're going to talk about some potential hires in in a minute, but I, eventually they will have to let people go. And I hope again, there's the same amount of discourse, whether it's like, Oh, people, these guys weren't used this way. or These guys weren't used, but they don't even have the stakes or they, they have way more leeway because they're going to fire the people that no one actually watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, let's get the two quick AEW watches. Speaking of, uh, Ruby Soho, the former Ruby Riot, reportedly headed for AEW. Uh, quick thoughts that's on that? Buy. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good pickup. I don't know if she's gonna change the needle. Um, I feel like she definitely needs to improve on the presence of her character. But apparently, in AEW, you have all the creative freedom to do whatever you want. So I hope the best for them. But for well, women, it's a, slow. She'll have a lot of time to do that on YouTube. Uh, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> In his in his release, people thinking he's gonna sign the AEW. I can say with with all honesty, 2021. That's when apparently his 90 day clause is over. If it's 90 days, from what I'm hearing, I, I wouldn't be too sure about. I'm going there. Mm. Uh, I mean the news about it. I mean a lot of people. A lot of people think that. Uh, a lot of people have been saying that. Uh, that he was taken by surprise in a sense that, uh, that a lot of people attributed to some sort of, you know, health issue. issues, yeah, mental health and all this other stuff, which we, which we can argue, obviously say that we did as well, considering all the things that have happened over the last seven months. Um, but apparently people close to him have confirmed that is not the case. And people are essentially saying like he was taken by surprise, but you know what? He will cook on and I'm sure he will come up with all the ideas that he want. Um, 
which it seems like he already is just judging off of his latest tweets you know um but if he ends up in aew god bless him leader of the new order or world order or dark order (laughs) as everyone as everyone is um you know i wish the best for him that's all i can say i do i may not have been the biggest bray wyatt fan and a lot of y'all are capping because y'all weren't too i.e ronda ronda really exposed a lot of y'all I'm being fickle. I mean, let's talk about because... it. Let's talk about it. Uh, Rhonda tweeted last Saturday. I've seen mm-hmm. the same fans chanting, we want Wyatt last night, chanting, we want beach balls over Br- Bray Wyatt performing. If the WWE treated him like he was expendable, it was because you ungrateful idiots did it first. She shook the table. Talk about it. A lot of people weren't happy what? about it. But... She was, but the thing is, you can't be mad about it because you know why? She was there. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing also. Here's the thing why you can't be mad about it. A lot of people were mad about this and people are saying that's corny, etc. Like that. Three days ago on SmackDown, they channeled We Want Becky during the Seth Rollins segment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you you can't be mad that it's like, oh, we were never ungrateful. Like, WWE used them wrong, but then you were chanting all this other stuff like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's a level of I'm not saying where the reasons because we didn't put the axe down we didn't fire him but like don't come up with all this sort of fake appreciation as well or this like over appreciation to the character or saying that he was misused and mistreated because one he wasn't <laughs> there's a lot of people who would rather be in this position you ask Heath Slater if he wants to be a three time world champion he's probably gonna say yeah I would love it <laughs> you know what I'm saying he'd probably be working right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was the case <laughs> like. Let's be real. But it's a people y'all do a lot. There's a There's, lot being they're doing done. Too much, Mills. They're doing too much. They're doing way too fucking much this these past two weeks. And I know releases suck. Yes, they absolutely do. But it it, it it's like now that we're moving the goalpost to well. You guys are saying that they, you know, there's like someone who was just like, well, if y'all were saying that they need to release talents because they kept hoarding them, this isn't what it's about. And I'm like, so what is it, what is it about? So if they, if they're, if they're, so like the narrative is if they let go of all these people, they're either doing it to, to spite AEW or they're doing it to sell the company. And I'm like, you guys are not financial. You guys are not financial analysts. That's number one. Number two, you guys are not in the, you know, you guys don't know anything intimately going on in those office buildings. So what the fuck are you talking about at this point? You guys don't know. And to be honest, I mean, a lot of people are going to say, oh, you're pro WWE or we sound kind of pro releases. We're not any of that. We just understand. I'm I'm pro real life. (laughs) We understand that this happens and it's happened to us in real life. (laughs) Like we understand these things happen. These things happen a lot in different companies. And it's just because it's this main stage and people feel invested in these characters and et cetera, et cetera, like that, that people have these strong emotional ties towards it. But you got to understand Two months from now, Leon Ruff, I'm sure, is going to be preparing for whatever independent show that he's doing or whatever, if he showed up on AEW Dark or whatever thing, or Impact Wrestling or wherever he is. And he's not going to be worried about what happened two months before, or he shouldn't, rather. You know what I'm saying? But but y'all still going to be lying saying he motherfucking needed the NXT title. If you about to say Buddy Murphy, that's another motherfucker that's just like, you're not even from here, bro. But but so so the thing is, Buddy Murphy, I would believe at this point, has already moved on. Not not with that jet prison bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's fucked up. But 
You're not yeah. even familiar. You don't know nothing about American prison systems. You don't know nothing about that shit. You don't know nothing about the prison industrial system. That go for Moxley too. His white ass. Y'all <laughs> niggas don't know nothing about the about prison. The fuck is wrong with y'all? And y'all just eating it up. Well, he's just acting. That ain't a fucking thing to act. This ain't a game. Mm-hmm. It's people that's really locked up. Pro, pro, WWE me, bootlicker me, however the fuck you want. I'm pro life. Pro real life. Stop fucking doing these prison vignettes and shit, man. That We're shit is whack as fuck. It is not. not in prison. <laughs> there was, wish- there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, well, I say a lot of, you know, privilege in that. To believe that you were paid, you were paid millions of dollars and you were in some sort of prison. I mean, you could say creatively you were in a prison, but even then you still got to kiss Ray Mysterio's wife. You had a tag team championship, Ray, and you did all kind of crazy stuff. You did you did things. These are life experiences and all these experiences. I promise you, here's what I'll say. Every experience is a learning experience. No matter if it turns out good or it turns out bad. Everything is a learning experience and it's all about how you move forward to it. A month ago, we drew, interviewed Drew McIntyre, two-time former WWE champion. Man is killing it right now. He was released. He is now back. It doesn't happen for everybody, but it could happen to you. But he did not keep his foot down in terms of what happened in the past. He decided to put his step forward and worry about what's happening in the future. So you can't hold on to these things. We're not going to hold on to these things. By the time SummerSlam hits, we're not going to care. I'm keeping a hundred. <laughs> we're not going to care. By the time CM Punk shows up on your little itty bitty television, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And we will not be worried about what happened two weeks ago. Everything must go on. NXT will go on. On USA, it'll be on tonight. It'll be on to- or yesterday, or however the hell you're listening. Jeez, to this. It'll okay. be on. Oh, low key, this news will probably make more people watch it tonight than they've watched it in the past two months. Even though the TV has been really good, <laughs> people people are gonna watch the show tonight because they think something's gonna happen. <laughs> They're gonna watch tonight because they think something 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 green about to happen. So, I mean, that is what it is. Let, let's let's just roll into the show. There's no break. No break. Let's roll into it because we got we're gonna have a stack. We're gonna have a stack show next week anyway. Uh, let's start with SmackDown. Finn Balor and Roman Reigns, they're not done with each other yet. If you had any question about if Finn Balor was going to go back to the smiley face guy from his first run, that was kind of squashed today or, or last week with, uh, with what, what happened on, on SmackDown. Um, he faced Baron Corbin, basically a squash match, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was just a competitive squash. But then we had uh, Roman Reigns' interest in Finn Balor, too. How do you feel about that? Oh. Uh. I mean, it's a good story. It's a great story. And I thought it was a good job now in retrospect because John Cena was at the arena, but he wasn't at the show. But it's a good it's a good opportunity to put the attention on Finn. But she does need this attention. And I think Roman, more so, it puts attention on Finn and building up Roman Reigns as well because you keep John Cena within the orbit, he takes up a lot of the real estate and a lot of the attention and a lot of the space that Roman Reigns and Orphan Balor would get. It was a good day to cool off from a couple of weeks of like craziness and say, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, let's continue to put over this bloodline thing because they are badass. But let's also put over Finn Balor, who's also kicking many of ass. 
Yeah, it's, it was it's, a great. It was a great look. A good way to set up. Um, I love Finn going not only after Roman but John as well. So, in the future, we and could he, see. And he got some mic talk too. He said, "Listen, if this was three years ago, I might have been the guy to let this shit slide, but I'm the new post NXT Finn Balor, and I got guns now. <laughs> Finger guns. He's pointing them joints. Uh, <laughs> Edge and Seth Rollins make it official for SummerSlam." Uh, everyone's excited about this. This doesn't need too much selling. We, we've been waiting for this for seven years, so we don't really need... Yeah, really, really I, I, I love this. I mean, I, I love this from every angle of it. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm interested in the match they're going to have. I'm going to be... I think... I pray it isn't bad. That's what I... Seth, Seth, will, Seth will Nakamura to a great match at Summer Survivor Series. I don't I have agree. any... <laughs> I, I agree, but sometimes, you know, I feel like Edge in these sort of things can maybe overthink things. Yes. Yeah, you're right. So instead of you, you having this match, you're not even sure how many matches you're going to have or you do know how many matches you're going to have. You overthink the first match. Let it roll. Let it slide. Let it be as fluid as possible. Let this be the wrestling match that you've wanted to have for the last 10 years. There's no spectacle. There's nothing. It isn't the major attention. It isn't even the main event. Um, But you're proving that you still got it. You've proven that you can hang. And you're against one of the best in the world. That's what I hope from this match. I love that this match is happening. And I love the I love the promo on SmackDown as well. Um because I thought it was very, very real. Besides Edge always calling people his sons. He was like, yo, my nigga, you my son. Like, you my son. Like, you you doing what I'm doing. Like, you're, I was like, Edge, you've done everything. Of course, everyone's fucking doing what you're doing. <laughs> He's like, what? oh, one world championships, won the Royal Rumble, won money in the bank. That's me. <laughs> and it was like, come on, Edge. Like, you, you've done you've done everything. You realize that, right? You called Roman yeah, the Samoan Edge. Like, a ago. <laughs> yeah, you're coming back for fun at this point. <laughs> uh, what, what was this what was this MGF, MJF stuff um so MJF was apparently watching Smackdown and he tweeted out add a word so it's not plagiarism so apparently MJF uses the catchphrase I am better than you and you know it which is not that great of a catchphrase but guess what the kids love it on the on TBS or TNT um Rollins said He's better than Edge in every way, and he knows it. Okay. So, MJF, you know, called it plagiarism. He deleted the tweet because, of course, Seth Rollins would drop a one of whatever he did on Will Ospreay. He'll drop a double on you. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? You know, you ain't making Seth Rollins money, and he got yeah. the baddest. He got a bad chick in the game wearing his chain. Listen. So, what what are we saying here? I don't know. MJF is a wild boy. Keep that, keep that, uh, keep that energy on the other show. Keep the energy for Hooventude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go, go hang out with Jericho, bro. Anybody <laughs> fucking with that bullshit? Anybody oh, bullshit? did you? Did I know? I'm gonna. I know you didn't. <laughs> Talk to Jericho with with Malachi Black. <laughs> oh, I saw did the Malachi listen? Black thing. I saw the Malachi Black thing. I saw that. Did you? Did you listen to the episode? Oh no no I didn't see, I didn't listen to Talk of Jericho no I saw the match with Cody I'm sorry oh no 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 well well you can if you have any time you can talk about it but the Malachi Black talk yeah. is I can't listen to Talk of Jericho and I can't listen to Alistair Tommy whatever talk again more say the same shit over and over again well I'll I'll say to uh, 
to a little bit of news regarding Jericho. So talk is Jericho, Malachi Black. It's I mean Malachi Black comes off very, very smart. He also comes off as like, okay, creatively, he knows what he wants to do in AEW. I'm just hoping it can be fulfilled because creatively everyone wants to do everything in AEW. So I'm just hoping that his thoughts aren't stifled in a way because at the end of the day the business has got to be prioritized so as much as the imagination that he has will it be see-through will it be saw through who knows but he had an interesting showing on AEW last week when he kicked cody into retirement apparently even though that was the most dramatic shit ever and i feel like the retirement completely (laughs) just overshadowed you it overshadowed you and this happens all the time, just like when he did the shit with with uh, with Brody, and it overshadowed Brody's win. You and know what I does- wouldn't have done. In- S- sorry, you know what I wouldn't have done in that match either. The table spot. No, I wouldn't have done that either. I feel it like- just seemed like it-, it was a lot. Yeah, I feel like let Alistair be the one to destroy you, not blaming it on a table. Um, second bit of Jericho news is I don't know why he decided to go on the internet and congratulate his anniversary and tag his wife his january 6th wife <laughs> in the post smoked her because everyone <laughs> everyone smoked her oh my god and she was there and it was smoked her ass she's terrible and jericho is terrible too and i love the uh human two thing when they were saying he was tired and i was like no he's he's just old and he can't go anymore <laughs> he's old uh Dang. Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, official for SummerSlam. They're doing it again, Mills. Mm. The summer blockbuster, a sequel. Do you love a good sequel? Do you do you love a sequel? Do you tend to love sequels? He's a step. It needs more bodies. It needs more, you know, more, more, more bodies need to drop more blood, all of that. What would you what would you do as a step if you had to book this match? Go ladder? <sighs> we just did a ladder match, so no. Um, I mean, I you can't really do much, so it's got to be a it's got to be a. I would have did like a special guest referee. That would have been dope. Ooh, this. the man! Come the on, man. man! Yeah, the man should have been the special guest ref. I think that would have been cool. Um, but no, I mean, I think this is going to be a fantastic match. Bianca needs to win, though. I, I just don't don't think Sasha's getting this this one back. Bianca needs to have a very length. I think she needs to have one big lengthy run, and she needs to have like multiple. She needs to be Charlotte's reign, in my opinion. Sorry. I do think that she needs a run with this. And I do think that she needs to continue with this. Um, Sasha Banks. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. If you don't win here, I don't know what to do with you. Um, I guess you could battle Spin with Tony off. Storm. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Spin her off with Tony Storm. Spin her off with uh, Knox or Tegan. Like she, could st- she needs to start building these other women up. She's been pretty much right. like only A-listers. So it's now it's time for her to get the B-listers up to the A-listers. We need, we need more than just her and, and Bailey and Bianca. We need more than show. just, uh, than, um, what's her face? Zelina Vega holding up but, the heat on this show. <laughs> hey, Zelina and Bianca was really good. I'm not going to lie. It was, good. it was good. It was good. They got chemistry. They know how to work with one another. Um, Zelina Vega is on a, I mean, she hasn't won, but she's still on a tear because she's just featured weekly on television. So you know what? Props to Zelina Vega this week. I'll give her that. Props yeah. to Zelina Vega. Do you hear my dog snoring? No, I don't hear your dog snoring. Okay, good. All right. Should I listen out for it? Wait. No. 
Okay, no, no he's good. Shit. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Night Raw, really quick, so we can wrap this one up. RK Bro was the main event uh, angle here. Uh, Randy Orton returned on the show. Told told Matt Riddle, I don't need your help, you stinking idiot. Then he proceeds to face AJ Styles for the 15th time this year. And uh, not a bad match, I'm not going to lie. But then he he finally hugs. You didn't watch it? Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was all right. Um, he finally hugs Riddle and does what we all thought he was going to do, and that was give Riddle the RKO. Um, I, I thought all signs were going towards this being a tag team title match at SummerSlam. Apparently, I don't know what's going on. Will they do it? Will they not do it? I don't know, but they, they're the they'll most over. The, they'll do the tag team title match. They're going to do it. They're dragging this. They're dragging this. Help, first of all, how do you feel about the return of Randy Orton's mustache beer combo? You called you, it. <laughs> do we feel any stronger about it than we did when it when it uh, when it soft debuted in May? Um, he looks he looks Latino. <laughs> Karen Cross don't like that. Karen Cross was like. Uh, Karen Cross was like a fucking white milk dud. Um, <laughs> no, but they stole the show. I mean, RK Bro, from the beginning, from the top to the bottom, they've actually stole the show. Uh, they've been the center point throughout the show. Matt Riddle's doing great in these segments. Randy Orton's doing great in these segments. They're building up to this moment. They hugged at the end of Raw. Randy Orton hints him at the RKO because he's also not soft at all. He's just like, yo, oops, I don't want to. Yo. I don't even hug my kids. Yeah, he's like, yo. I don't want them to think like, yo, I don't get bitches or nothing. Like, <laughs> oh god. But like, I ain't like hugging, hugging. But you know, it is what it is. But it was, it was. I mean, I didn't watch AJ Styles match, but I'm sure they're building up to this tag team title match. I'm sure they have to. Why wouldn't they? they I, I hope so. Um, but 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 again, they're the most over team on this show, and if they team up, they're 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 going to be. Uh, they're gonna be the most over guys <laughs> on the show. They're like the, they're like the third like will they or won't they ta- tag team person in this in this company. Like they have the Monsoor and Ali thing going on. They have Zoe Stark and M- when, fuck what's her name? Um, Eo, Eo, which is terrible. It's like all right, we gotta let's come up with an original. We don't gotta go into that. We don't gotta go into yeah, Eo. Yeah. And, and, uh, no, no Zoe. <laughs> uh, Next up on Raw, Karrion Cross finally gets his win one month later. <laughs> Against Jeff Hardy. Yo, imagine, yo, this is how funny the world works. Imagine if Jeff Hardy didn't get COVID. I have a strong suspicion that Jeff Hardy would have beat him twice. <laughs> I, I would, I feel, there's, it's a Mil Stradamus feeling. But I feel like if it had been the following week after... Due to the reaction from this, I think Jeff Hardy would have beat him again, or Jeff Hardy would have won by DQ, or would have won by countout, or some stupid shit like that. I feel like Jeff Hardy would have won it again. But since Jeff Hardy got COVID and he's back now, and they had a little room to breathe, he's able to do his thing, and he was able to, you know, carrying crosses now. He's getting wins. He's, uh, I'm guess, looking better than he did in the first match. Like it, you know, it was a solid match. I like it. it this proved to me Jeff Hardy's still over. Jeff Hardy's over, over like Rover. Over, and he'll never over stop. Yeah, over as hell. And it, it, it is like not even a question. He's one of the most over guys. But like, it's, it, it's really like 
cool to see how many people just didn't even make a a, a point about the carrying cross thing last night. And I'm just like, this is this is a guy that's legitimately still won. not over. Yeah, <laughs> he's still not over. No one still gives a shit about him, and you guys acted like it was the fucking end of the world that he lost to Jeff Hardy a couple weeks ago when no one likes him. They have to they have to find a way for people to like. They, the only way that they, they had to give him the pipe in booze, they had to, they gassed him the fuck up. There were two so? moments. You think it was the pipe in booze? You think yes, they went mild? They gassed up him and Bobby Lashley last night. I, I noticed for a fact they gassed up him. There was there was like there were the two people that I know did not get a real reaction last night for sure. Yo, Bobby needs to. Bobby got to drop that shit, man. Bobby got to find a new Steve's. Cause booking him like they booked, they booking him like they booked him when he had the U.S. title. That's it's what not I'm inter- saying. That's what that's what I felt like was gonna happen as soon as he dropped the ladies. I felt like he was gonna. They, he needs a new Steve's. He needs a new energy around him. He needs something around that because this angry, sweaty, strong guy is not working out. And he's wearing suits and all this other stuff. Like it's it's cool, but it's not interesting. And you the champion, and you should be somewhat interesting, but you're not. And you have to carry this Goldberg feud because you know Goldberg coming every other week. Goldberg ain't a twice a month type of guy. I mean, he ain't a three times a month type of guy. He's not going to be here every week to sell the show. So Bobby Lashley and MVP have to sell the show via the mic. And they're really just cutting the same promo they, they would cut against anybody else, against Drew McIntyre, against Kofi Kingston, against Matt Riddle, against everybody else. It's the same thing. Goldberg needs more. <laughs> yeah, get mad. Nah. <laughs> Goldberg needs more. This ain't would enough. You be mad if Goldberg won. I know no. you wouldn't be mad. <laughs> Why would you be mad? This, this has been a sh- it's been a shitty run. He hasn't had like a competitive match at all. Why is this fun to watch? I probably would be mad. I, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if he won, but I probably would be like, all right, we didn't need to just give it to somebody else. Give it back to Drew. I mean, not y'all wanted Drew. The Drew is the only person that got a legitimate reaction. No gas. Last night. <laughs> listen, listen. What if they go with uh Big E? Sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Well, all right, you know what? Fine. Um Alexa Bliss. Sure. I mean, what what is what what would Big E what would Big E in his current character, unless he like turns heel or something like that, like what would what would they change about him that would make me think he was like because like usually when you win a money to make, you're not you're not you you don't hold a title for that long anyway. Right. So like what would make you like what would what would make this first run be like other than oh he finally did it? No, I mean what right. I'm that was they had to, yeah, he didn't hold it that long either, no. <laughs> I mean the Miz in two thousand ten. That was right. different. Oh, come on, man. That's actually <laughs> Shout out to the Miz. You can walk now. Yeah, the Miz can they, walk. They had to get him to WrestleMania, bro. Come on. <laughs> um <laughs> Alexa Bliss, will will she survive in this post white world? She she faced Dewdrop on Raw. There were um some pretty pretty loud we want Wyatt chants for like a minute and then it went away. I'm just like, oh, so y'all y'all love it, but y'all don't love it that yeah, much. They got it off. They, nah, they just you, they were there to get it off. They were trolling. They're here to get it off. I don't think anyone takes it seriously. I mean, people take it seriously as like, oh my god, yes, there's obviously some a, a group of fans who are very vocal and want Bray Wyatt back. But not seriously to the point where it's like, okay, I have to redirect and think things. Um, Alexa Bliss, I'm wondering if she'll survive in this gimmick. A lot of people aren't necessarily happy because they feel like, why is she still with this gimmick, even though the nigga who introduced her to this world left? Um, I'm in the, I would think, minority, maybe, of people who just believe that she's just going to be good at this no matter what. And I think they're just going to... 
don't think of it as Wyatt. Because I think you can step away from that. I think they're going to step away from the whole Wyatt thing. Yeah. Outside yeah, the playground. She's more like a a, a, a scary doll. <laughs> absolutely. They're absolutely not going to bring up the Wyatt thing. She does it well. She's over. <laughs> they still cheered her. <laughs> like, I, I don't... Again, like, people on the outside, there was a bunch of grown-ass men chanting the Wyatt shit, and then everyone else started cheering her. <laughs> Come on. Like, th- th- this this shit ain't... This shit... She might she might get some smoke if she shows up in at SummerSlam in Vegas because there's going to be more like smart marks there. But there it's already hers and people have have accepted that it's hers. That's fine. It's fine. It's a good gimmick. It's a good gimmick. It's a good gimmick. It's Let her rock. Her. She Let, work Alexa Bliss rock. She made it work better than me than than, than Bray did after all the creative. I agree because she can wrestle. Um, except <laughs> <laughs> that too. Uh, you want to talk about this Elias thing? Elias, I thought this was an AEW promo. I thought, <laughs> I thought, my man, I was like, wait a minute, how did this end up on TV? Um, he's burning the guitar. He's over the guitar. I can't imagine a world where Elias is still over without that guitar. Because if Good he luck. goes in that, <laughs> if it's two <laughs> years later, he's dipping his hand back in that fire to pick that shit up. I'm gonna be laughing. <laughs> Good luck, bud. Because the matches to me, they don't hit. I think People. he wants to prove that he's more though. I think he this is a first of all, it must be pitch season on Raw. It must be if you got a good idea, you better be able to sell it. Cause if he can sell getting away from this gimmick, Payne Royce truly is ass. <laughs> how did how did he how did he lose that big match against Jackson Riker and he was the one who ended up getting a vignette and he's coming back before him? Because Jackson Riker's ass. Like it it just is what it is. Elias, he's, he's giving away his guitar. I'm interested to see where it kind of turns up. Please do not turn left and make it some weird, scary shit with you in a mask and makeup. Please. God, no. Please. You had no. enough of that. I'm uh, going to skip right past the fucking 18th John Morrison, Damian Priest match. I'm so glad they're getting him away from Miz. I'm like, gee, also, it's been. Uh, yeah, I also didn't watch that. It's been Shout like half Ricochet, a year. Yeah, he's he's the man still. Uh, Sheamus versus Damian Priest is going to be in the SummerSlam card. Uh, I mean, pretty good. I think all the matches announced so far is a sh- a, just like Mania, just like Money in the Bank, strong, match-heavy, crowd-pleasing matches with people that they love, and they're doing the right thing here with that one. There's a, it's just a good card. It's just something, and it's going to be on Saturday, which is going to be weird as fuck, but it just is. Um, and then you have TakeOver on, on, on Sunday. I think... What is the NXT TakeOver 36 card looking like? Um, we only have two matches announced. Oh, yeah. Joe and... Um, Joe and Karrion. Joe, Joe and Karrion. Hell Dakota. I mean, you can go ahead and pencil in. Uh, you can pencil in Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly 3. That's going to be on there. Uh, I mean, you can pencil in LA Knight and, and Grimes in some type of stipulation match as well, which would be... They'll love that as well. They love those two guys. Uh, and after that, I don't know. Who knows? No, NXT... Listen, pay attention to this 36. NXT TakeOver 36. <laughs> Don't it's say that. Change. The business the business is going to change. <laughs> say that. Business All is right. going to change. Uh, I think that's everything for this week. Yeah, next week Next week is going to be a big episode. Uh, episode 200. We have a whole week ahead of our uh, ahead of us. 
uh thank you guys for listening for the for the first 199 uh and and we're gonna we're gonna make sure we, we have a pretty special week for you next week uh can we play can uh, we play Jadakiss to take out the show <laughs> Jadakiss what no i'm not playing any Jadakiss. i'm not playing anything out i'm not playing i'm tired of Jadakiss too i'm tired of that conversation too <laughs> fucking tired of all of this uh make sure to follow us at the a show rnc on twitter Make sure you subscribe to our Patreon at the A Show RNC. There's so much stuff up there, so much content. Thanks to everyone who's joined the Patreon. Uh, of course, as always, we have the Rewriters Room. Uh, we have the War Report with Cyrus and Quan. Uh, you have the, so many other <laughs> shows that that are going to be on uh, our Patreon as well. So until next week, we got big surprises, big things happening next week, big things popping. Uh, also talking about SummerSlam. Uh, we'll see you next week on the A Show. Peace out.